When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Lewis Arthur, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forge Irish Stout. Delighted today to be joined with Dave Caldwell. It's the morning after the night before. We've had a bit of a, a sleep, a time to sort of digest what we saw last night. Um, thought firstly, just touch on that. A very, very entertaining night of fights. Um, was you pleased with, with how that sort of those eight fights went on Saudi? Do you know what? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Listen, it had a lot of lots of talk before it, you know. Um, it's such a huge card, a, a massive event. And the fight is delivered. I enjoyed it. What well, you know, it, it's um we had a bit of everything, didn't we? Spectacular yeah. performances, uh a couple upsets, uh exciting fights. Yeah, really good, really good night. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, we firstly touched on Anthony Joshua's destructive performance against Otto Valen. Um, many saying it's sort of it's definitely the best since pre post Usyk. Some saying the best since you know Kubrat Pulev, Alexander Povetkin, those types of performances. Um, how did you see the fight and what did you make of it? I thought it boxed really, really well. I, I liked what I saw. Um, it was smooth. It was smooth and fluid. Um, didn't over overthink things. Uh, it just looked as though he was confident and trusted what it was doing and what it was meant to do in there. And it led to a really, really good performance. Um, almost perfect performance, really, to be honest. And when you look at um, sort of the display from AJ, how big do you feel like that point was to prove for him after the, the disappointment with the Hellenius fight and the disappointment with the Franklin fight to go and finish the year on such a destructive performance must be, you know, how big was that for him to prove that point? Yeah, listen, you, you've got to remember, it's it's part of our process. Coming off of two um, two big losses with uh, Usyk and the mm. kind of the fallout from that, how people have kind of like topsy-turvied their opinions of AJ and spoken about him and things like that. Um, it's, it's, it's been, a, a no doubt, a difficult period for him. Um, but he spent this year... I like the fact that he's had three fights in three, in nine months. Activity, yeah. you know, we we say it, we say it to these, you know, we say it all the time, and, and coaches they want the fighters to be active. Um, promoters, uh, obviously, it's it's difficult for them. Um, but the the old the older fighters, olden day fighters, used to fight a lot more regular than what fighters do these days. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, a lot of fighters now like to have a fight and then, you know. Go and have an holiday and, and just chill out and do nothing for a couple of months and then come back and they want to have a three month training camp for every fight. You don't need three months training camp for every fight. Um 
But the fact that he's had three fights in nine months, it's kind of like ironing out, ironing out the creases, um, and you know the the mental stresses and 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 um, dealing with the two sick losses. Fighters sometimes it can take a while to to get over losses and and to get over things that you know when uh, dips happen in their careers, and they're not just robots. And I feel as though that that time away in the gyms, the, the, you know, the, each fight has been a process. You know, um, Franklin, um, Hellenius, um, they're part of a process getting back, getting back, and then he's linked up with with Ben and, and Lee Wiley and, and team down there, and it just looks a real comfortable fit, um, and it's allowed him to go out there and kind of like express himself. Um, and have confidence in what he's doing and put on a fantastic performance last night to round the year out. And so it puts him in really, really good position, obviously in real terms, but also um, mentally going into, into 2024. And as we were saying there with AJ, um, with Ben Davison now, do you feel like that was a destructive performance and he's riding high off that? But do you feel like we could be seeing the, the corner be a, a turn corner for AJ? We know that he done, you know, the dark room retreat, a bit of soul searching, um, especially throughout this week, uh, was the the behaviour from him was something that we hadn't really seen much on a fight week. Very, very short, very on focus. But, yeah. but I think we have. Fighters, yeah. in fact, this, this is, gets all blown out of proportion. Fighters, fighters are the same as everybody else. We have moods. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a mood. You know? Sometimes you're in a happy mood and sometimes you're in a mood where you want to talk and sometimes you're not really. Now, that's us that aren't getting punched in the head and aren't in the middle of training camps and aren't you know coming towards the end of after a long slog preparing for a fight. And then they've got all the razzmatazz of, of media and stuff getting pulled here, there and everywhere. Sometimes they might just can't be asked. Yeah. And it's like if AJ is um, saying all the correct things and, and putting on this media-trained performance, then... A section of fans will be like, blah, blah, he's like a robot, is this, 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 blah, blah. And then when he's like, being like a fighter who wants to knock somebody else out and talking a little bit more stern. And and, and this thing with, <laughs> I, find it, I find it funny. The way he was in that interview when Dev Sarney was yeah. presenting it, was, was interviewing him, right? Yeah. How do you expect him to be? Listen, I... Dev, I think Dev's funny and and, and he's, he's a great crack and, and he knows what he's doing and and it's he's not offended by shit like that because yeah. he knows he's, he's he's built his name through being a being a little bit of a dick on Twitter and things yeah. like that. I mean, which we all can be, and it's, it's a bit of fun. It's not to be taken too seriously. He's good at his job, but if you're going to spend years battering somebody on social media, then when you're up close to him. How are you expecting them? How is anybody expecting them to be all that? Hey, mate, how are you doing? Yeah. They're not going to be, are they? And, and, or if they're real, they're not really. So for me, AJ would be real. You know, it's like, what do I want to speak to you for? I ain't got no, no time for you. You know, you've done nothing but dig me out. So that, I felt, was blown out of all proportion. I think that yeah. was just a normal reaction. And it didn't, it didn't affect, listen, that's not going to offend Dev Sarni. And, and, and if it if it does, then maybe he shouldn't he shouldn't say what he wants to say on, on Twitter. But it won't offend him, so he'll carry on doing that. And it's it's banter, and it's you know some yeah. people will will respond well to it, and some people will say no, fuck you, I'm not talking to you. Um, and it was just one of those things. And 
And like I said, it, well, how do you want a fighter to be on fight week? It's down to that individual, how they feel at that time. You know, yeah. sometimes they might be all laid back and cool. And sometimes they might just want to get in there and rip somebody's head off. And so therefore their persona around people fight week is going to be like that. Definitely. And we, and we mentioned about the link up with Ben Davison. Um, we talked about his performance from there, from the two Derek James fights um, to now this performance from, from Ben Davison, which was arguably his best. Um, when you look at AJ's career, do you feel like he should stick with Ben Davison or, or go back to Dallas and Texas with Derek James? I, I've, I've never thought since since word came out that we're training with Ben, I've never thought he's going to have this fight with Ben and go over to to um, yeah. Dallas and bring back up to Derek James. That, nah, he's been he's he's training with Ben Davison now. I, that's yeah. all I see, um, and I, and why not? Because he looked comfortable for me. It's it's about fighters being comfortable with the coach and about the coach being comfortable with the fighter. Mm-hmm. And if you got that gel. That's what matters because if you've got that gel, there's more chance of you getting the best out of that fighter, and there's more chance of that fighter being relaxed in the ring to be able to carry out what they've been doing for weeks beforehand. If they're not relaxed in the ring, if they're overthinking things, and if the if the tense and everything, they're not gonna just let it flow. And um, obviously, he's got a, he's he's got a good fit there because his performance last night was was fantastic. Definitely. We'll, we'll move on to another from one heavyweight to another. Um, Deontay Wilder coming up short against Joseph Parker, um, which was seen as a shock, but not sort of. I was a lot wasn't surprised. Um, what did you make of, of, of the Wilder and Parker fight with Parker coming up victorious? Yeah, I, I won't go as far as saying it's a shock. Um, it's a bit of an upset, um, but it's not a shock because you always Wilder's always been throughout his career where he could be outboxed. And he has been out of box, but he has this power where if he lands this right hand, he's going to turn your lights out. He never landed the right hand last night properly, no. so he never turned the lights out. So um, I think what was, not perhaps a shock, but what was like, oh, okay, a bit of a surprise, was how confident, for me, was how confident Parker was right from round one. Yeah. Positioning the ring, what he was doing. He, 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 had, he had total beliefs that, that he was going to win that fight. And the reason why I say that is because I feel as though in the past, Parker, perhaps in his big fights, hasn't you know let it flow, hasn't fully believed yeah. that he could do it. Um, but I just feel again, the coach Andy Lee, I feel as though Andy's you know that that has just gelled so well, um, where Andy can you know can say things to Parker, and Parker's just like, yeah, okay. Go out there and do it. And I noticed that when 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 uh, Parker fought Chisora, because um, there were moments in them in that fight. I'm up close in that ring. I'm just I'm seeing how close you know how close I am to, to Parker's face, his demeanor. There were moments in that fight, although he was winning the fight, where you always felt as though it could unravel. Mm. He looked uncomfortable, yeah. but then Andy Lee would be in his ear, and and then he'd be switch back on and he'd have that conference back in and and obviously more time that they've had together um, and then you saw him last night and he had total confidence in what he was going to do. Having said that I will say I was very very um, not disappointed but I was very surprised in Wilder's performance how yeah. right from round one he came out just circling, moving, 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 moving 
I'm thinking, what? But when he's when he's old school stick and stick and move, stick and jab. When he's trying to stick that jab on him, he's almost like moving at the same time. Yeah. He was like in between, and and he wasn't getting, you know, he wasn't wasn't getting the timing right or anything. Um, and he looked terrible. Yeah. And um, he just thought, what's what's he doing? I mean, I've been looking forward to seeing him fight again because. This goes to show that anybody can look great on the pads because yeah. when they've had training clips of him with uh, Malik Scott, it's looked really good. Yeah. And I've been like, he's got a left hand now. He's got a left up. He's got a good jab. His balance looked good. So he's going to be, if, if he can put that into into a ring, he's going to be a threat in the division again, a real a real threat. So I was really looking forward to seeing how, how this performance would be. And right from round one, I was looking at him and I was thinking, wow, he looks really, his legs look bad. I mean, listen, he's never had the best balance. He's never had the best footwork. I'm not saying that, but he looked terrible. Um, and you've got to say, you know, he, he yeah, it was, and then it was like, like, I think it took until the last round, last two rounds maybe, when he's was, was right, really trying to, trying to put it on. But there's no way after putting that performance all night, the park was going to fold in yeah. the, in, in that last couple of rounds. There's no way, you know, he was he was smart. And the last round, he started, you know, smothering him and making sure he was too close. Um, and you know, in fact, it was Park that looked like the one that that could that could end the fight. Um, yeah, I I thought Park was really really good, and I thought Wilder was really really poor. Um, but that's like I said, you can say that's what Pat Wilder's been throughout his career. He's always had yeah. that, that air where you put yeah. out boxing, but he but he never looked like he, he had the legs under him. He never looked like he had the balance on him to be able to land that right hand. So it never looked on to me. I was gonna I was gonna talk about that when it came to a game plan from Deontay Wilder. Mm. Obviously, the game plan for him is always to land that dynamite of a right hand. But I don't know if you sort of saw. From the first round to the second round, as the rounds went on and the, the round Parker got more and more success, I don't think any we didn't see any change from the way that Deontay Wilder no. fought. So, no. so uh, what, Doug, what was your thoughts on that on the game plan from Wilder there? Because obviously there was no plan B really or urgency to change. It was almost like you'd you'd gone from the most destructive puncher in the division, um that intimidates a lot of fighters. Long arms. Obviously, he couldn't do that with Fury because Fury was was the bigger man. If you look through Wilder's fights, he's got, he used that range. He doesn't have much of a jab, but he used that hand as a, as a long stick, and he's lining you up basically for the long right hand. But he, he didn't even do that. He was literally, he was literally like a just like a he, he boxed like a boxer that can't punch, yeah. um, but was afraid to get hit. It was just moving, moving, moving. I, I was baffled by it, and it, and it you know, it, it never, it never really changed. Um, and there was no urgency either. Yeah. When you know that you know you're losing the fight, yeah. there was no urgency at all. Um, you know, in, in order to say to him, listen, this shit's not working. You, you let the bombs go. Um, so yeah, and then is that why at the end of the fight he put his hands up because he thought that he was actually winning the fight? I was, I was baffled yeah. by that. I was like. No, really, really. Yeah, not. surely not. Um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, strange. It was a strange one. Um, not, but like I said, not a shock. But it was an upset, but not a shock. And 
when we look what's next for Deontay Wilder now, um, he did talk about after the ring, and we did say you you mentioned about him lifting his arm after the fight. Um, but have you didn't really seem too bothered that he that he just lost? Um, was sort of in a pretty decent mood. Um, Deontay Wilder has a long, long career, been Olympian. Um, what do you feel like now for this point in his career would be next? Do you feel like this might be the last time we see him? The in, the interview was was spoken like a man that's very, very content and happy with what he's achieved. I think once you're at that point in your life, boxing's too hard. Yeah, I think you should get out. If that if if you're content and happy with what you've achieved, um, and then going on what you have achieved, don't stick around just to be a name for everybody else that's coming through. Yeah. I think you should get out there. So I would like to see him retire. Um Listen, he was never known as a good boxer. So this, when people say, and I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's rubbish, is this, is that. Listen, he was never known as a good boxer. He was known, built, performed, and, and, and achieved what he achieved through being one of the hardest punches this, this, you know, this game's ever seen. You know, one of, the, one of the very few fighters that at any given moment with one shot can render you completely unconscious and out, lights out, that's it. Not many fighters can do that. Listen, a lot of there's a lot of hard punches out there. Yeah. Fighters get up and they're wobbly and groggy. These guys sleep people with one shot. Getting beat, not a problem. I'll pull out that one shot. Go out there early, one shot, there you go. Not many fighters are like that. That's what his marketing was. That's what his game was all about. Not the fact he had great feet, great movement, great talent, none of that. He came to the sport late. In a matter of short, short window of time, he ended up being was it bronze medalist? Bronze medal, yeah, yeah, two thousand eight, right? yeah. And he came into boxing and into into professional boxing to provide a life for his his daughter, um, uh, who's ill. Uh, and what he's done for for her and and his other kids, I think he's got other kids now, is fantastic. He's been a great, great ambassador of the sport in terms of profile just that personality yes he's said some stuff in the past where you're like oh man right but yeah. plenty of fighters do you know in the heat of moment how people are personalities that's what that's what fighters do um but he's been he's been a, a guy that's brought us a lot of entertainment and he's one of those fighters where if you, you, you don't take you don't want to blink in a wild fight um so I don't like seeing it where he's getting. I'm seeing on on Twitter and stuff where he's getting absolutely rubbished and this 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 and and you know, let's not let's not like rip him to shreds. He's 38 years old. He's coming off the back of three grueling fights with with Tyson Fury. Now Fury might not be the biggest single shot puncher in in the division, but he's very very heavy. So he's got heavy hands, and he's he was landing a lot of thudding punches in those three fights. The second fight, he absolutely battered Wilder, yeah. and look at look at the bollocks he showed in that fight because he was he yeah. was gone so many times. And then the third fight, it was just a, a tear up. So yeah. you've got to look at the damage that he's taken in those fights. But it, in those fights, it showed you that he wasn't just you know some fighters are a bit bit of a bully mentality when it's going their way and they're letting go of the bomb, yeah. fine. The minute it starts getting getting hard, they're looking for a way out or waiting to, to get stopped. Wilder was never like that. Wilder was absolutely out on his feet and still swinging with Fury, you know, out on his feet and still swinging, no legs under him, still swinging, still trying to land that shot and, and turn the fight around. So 
you have to give him respect for that. You have to give him respect for what he's given to us for. So I don't like the, you know, the narrative that, that a lot of people are coming out with at the moment on, on social media. So, but I would like him to retire now because I think he's, you know, I think the only way now is, is, is down. Definitely. And we do have to talk about one thing. Um, you did tweet about your frustrations with it yesterday, but I think yesterday was a perfect example of what happens when we do let fights go on for too long. Yeah. We do look, The whole intention for yesterday, to be honest, was really to build up a fight between AJ and Wilder. Yeah. It should have been, it should happen. And obviously now it obviously probably won't happen anymore. So I can imagine venting frustrations at that. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I love boxing. I love the big fights. I love, you know, when, when you see two rivals in there around separate paths and whatever, you see these two rivals, I like it when it happens. I like it when they come together because it's good for the sport. It's good for us. It's what we want to see. Um, there was always that intrigue of what, you know, what would happen if AJ and Wilder fight? Who lands first? It's one of those. Um, now we don't get to see it. And the the problem is for me, it's not about last night. I never expected it to happen last night because I think they started putting the show together with six weeks' notice. Yeah. That kind of level of fight is never going to be put together in six weeks. Yeah. But they've had so many opportunities prior to that. And I know AJ's agreed to it before. Um, yeah. And it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating that, that uh, you know, when you're talking about massive amount of money as well to guys that have already made massive amount of money, it's like... That's just pure greed. Trying to make it even bigger. Trying to there's always obstacles. Get the fights done. If it's a good fight, have a rematch. You make even more money. Yeah. You know, it's it's and it's the legacy. It's like AJ Wilder. If those two fall, that what that fight had been, it'd have been huge, huge. That, that on your resume would be absolutely outstanding. But you know, you look at Wilder now, and and you look at his 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 resume really, um, his. You look at his best win. His best win was probably Ortiz. Ortiz, yeah. Um, Parker his, would have been his best his... win, I think. One of them. Who? I said Parker would have been his best win. If he would have won last night, probably would oh, have been his best won. win. Oh, if he would have won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 he would have won, yeah. But, but he's now, he's, he's now um, you know, the fights that you talk about with Wilder now, really, you don't really mm. talk about the, the, the Ortiz fights. You talk about the Fury fights. Yeah. He didn't win one of the Fury fights. Mm -hmm. He didn't win one of them. But they're the fights that you talk about. But, you know, it's, it's great being spoke about. But the, the, the AJ fight is a fight that he had a chance of winning. But also just being involved in a, in a, a genuine, that would have been an absolute mega fight. Yeah. Mega fight. Um, yeah, frustrating. But frustrating for the fans because it's yet another massive fight that we, we never got to see. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely one of the biggest what-ifs. Um, moving on to another fight last night, Daniel Dubois <laughs> versus Jarrell Miller. Um Dubois putting in quite a brave display against the big baby. And he, he definitely did, uh, as he said, he did, probably did make him his daddy. So, uh, yeah. What did you make of that performance? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I, I genuinely am because he, um, you can't dress it up. He he did bail out against Usyk. Yeah. It fell apart mentally against Usyk um, and, and, and took the easy way out. Um, got a lot of stick for it, a lot of criticism for it. Um, but boy, he proved himself last night. He, he proved himself. He proved to himself. Forget about us. Yeah. He proved to himself that he can grit down and and you know grit his teeth and and bite down on gum shield and and dig it out. He's a good fighter, but we've had this question mark about him. What yeah. can he can can he dig in? Listen, 
Miller, take him off the EPOs, right? He hasn't got that same energy. He hasn't got that same yeah. engine, right? Different fighter. We see it so many times. When these fighters come off of the shit that they're taking, right, they're not the same fighters. And in Miller's case, um, he's 300 not pounds, 330 pounds. He's 100 pounds heavier than Dubois. So yeah. he's still going to be a threat in there because of the sheer size and volume. And the fact is, he can take a shot because he took yeah. some licks. So fair play to him. He, he took some took some heavy, heavy shots in there. Um, and he kept coming. So that could have easily have broke Dubois' art. And I know that's what yeah. Miller was trying to do, just walk him down, break his art, yeah. and then, and then you know, take him take him out. Um, but Dubois kept batting down, kept digging with him, and it was a hard fight all the way through. So he's proved himself throughout the fight. It wasn't like a, a fight where for a, for a couple of moments he was uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable all the way through. Do you think the moving around in, in round one and, and early doors, you know, you think that's easy for a big guy? Yeah. It's not. That's not going to, he's not going to be comfortable doing that. You know, so he's right from round one, he's seen this guy just walking you down, walking out. Mentally, if you're frail mentally, that can make you implode, mm-hmm. you know? So he, he he checked a lot of boxes last night and I'm over the moon for him. And you could see that in his interview afterwards. He was very, very mm-hmm. proud of himself. And and so he should be. Um, I think what that'll do for his confidence going forward is massive. Um, and you've got to say what, you know, the job that Warren's done on him, you know, stuck by him and 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 looked after him and getting the opportunities. Last night there, I bet I bet that team was was over the moon for him as well because it's like it's not repaying, but he's kind of repaying their faith in him or or you know the efforts that they put to get him on a card like that. Um, coming off of of, of what what had happened before, you know. Yeah, definitely. Just quickly moving on to a man who is quickly becoming everyone's favorite fighter, um, Joey yeah. Pataya. Another destructive, destructive performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, many people were criticising the matchup between him and Ellis Zorro that Zorro shouldn't have really yeah. been in the ring with him. And what you do as a fighter as a retire, you know, you provide a statement and you do that. And he and he done that with a destructive display uh, in the first round, which I'm sure, you know, like me, you were very, very, very impressed with. Yeah, he's outstanding. I just, I just like his old demeanour everything about him. Um, he was pissed with IBF, you know, yeah. what happened there. You know, the fact that he's going in there now, not, not as champion. He'll have been pissed and he's gone in there and thought, this guy's not on my level. I'm not going to let him get into the fight. First opportunity to say, I, I, I see, I'm going to take. And he did. Um, going back to the match, no, it shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been yeah. happening. Um, but on the same side is, on the flip side is, um, if you are Zorro and his team and you get the opportunity to earn that kind yeah. of money going in at that level and test yourself that level, you're gonna do it. You're gonna yeah. do it. You know, it's it's an option. And and listen, boxing. We've seen upsets in the past. So you just you know, if if nobody took a gamble and if nobody was out of the depth, then nobody took those chances. Then you would never see these upsets. You would yeah. you'd never see the likes of you know, the likes of Maurizio Lara and people like that. You know, before fights like that they were like oh it was this guy everybody makes sure saying he's crap and this is it and all of a sudden he's now look at what that did for his life fighters are always gonna have to take these chances um and from time to time the upset will happen but then when you're in against the elite mm. elite that's a yeah. different gravy and yeah. and you know Opatea, i like his attitude what he did the guy's not on my level i'm not gonna hang around 
go out there and get rid of him. And that is what we want to see. And he's exciting. I want to see him fight the rest of the, you know, the rest of the champions. I want to see him fight Bill and Smith. Um, I, actually, I'd, I'd like to see him and uh, Richard Reactport. I'd like him to fight the Brits. I'd, li- I'd like to see, you know, because let's let's be real. He's, he's outstanding. He looks, he looks brilliant. But the higher profile fights that he's had are two guys that you would only put as prospects themselves. Yeah. Now, Jordan Thompson, you know, was a prospect coming through. Um, and then Elvis Zorro is still a prospect. He's not for anybody yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, that you would say is at the top end. So let's not get carried away talking about him like he's a, he's a pound for pounder. Yeah. He has pound for pound potential. And he, for me, he's one of my favorite fighters that I want to, that I, I like to watch right now, yeah. that I'm excited about right now, that I want to see what happens to his career in 2024. He needs to be in the big fights with some some big names now because um, he's obviously proven in 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 the world of of other prospects and and fighters at that level is far far too good. So yeah. I'm I, I want to see him in the big fights now. Definitely, absolutely. And just before we do close this off, um, 2023 is drawing to an end as we come to 2024. Um, just looking at your stable, uh, with this year's gone, uh, with obviously Hobie Price in either a British title. Unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, suffering a defeat with Ebony Bridges. Um, Stephen Cairns doing very well. I'm sure it's sort of a, an exciting time for your stable as you push on to 2024. Yeah, it is. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a young stable. I, you know, it's a stable that we've been working on for the last few years. Uh, Hopi Price now is in is in a final eliminate. Well, sorry, he's he's just won a final eliminate for the British title. Great twelve rounds um, under his under his hat. Um, going in to fight the champion now, Nathaniel Collins. Good fighter. It's a very very good fight. Um, it's a big fight. We're excited for that one. Uh, Stephen Cairns. I'm over the moon with his development as well. Seven and zero. Twenty one years old. Big big prospect at lightweight. Um, Heavy-handed, took him out to America again. He's been out twice to America this year now, um, sparring, getting some great, great experience out there. Um, just sorting out a, a, um, a, his next move. Um, so he's going to have a very exciting 2024. Um, young Muhammad Ali, the baby, the bunch yeah. of 19 years old. You know, he's he, he's developing really well. Um, he'll be back out in February. Um, very exciting looked a million dollars every fight. Yeah. Um and I've got Ellis Price about to turn pro as well. Um who's hope his brother, but oh, in his say, own yeah. right. On in, in his own right, a very, very good fighter. Yeah. You know, every year in the G B setup now he is 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 uh, won plenty of titles in the amateurs. Um a very, very good fight. He was adapting to pros so well. Yeah. Completely different to his brother. Completely different to his brother. Yeah. Different style um that he's molding into um Bit of a throwback. Um, I'm excited about his development as well. So, yeah, a great, a great 2024 in store. I'm, I'm really excited. Absolutely, Dave. Just want to say thank you for always taking the time to speak to me. Um, always good to catch up and always enjoy speaking to you. Um, from me to you, have a great Christmas, mate. Have a happy New Year, and I'm sure we'll be catching up in the New Year, mate. And you, mate. I appreciate all your time, um, all the guys' times out there. Um, also, I just want to say thanks to all the fans out there that have supported um, my fighters, myself, my stable. Um, it is it is appreciated. Um, they give their lives to it. You know, they sacrifice so much, and um, it's nice. Listen, you're never going to please everybody. I understand that, and everybody's got opinion. I understand, and I respect that. But it is nice when when people are backing them, 
um, and supporting what you do. Things aren't always going to go to plan. You know, everybody has bad days. Everybody has has, has bad moments, you know, in, in life, not not just in boxing. So we're going to get it in boxing as well. Um, but it's just nice that, um, you know, uh, they, like I said, they're a young stable. It, it, it's nice that, they, that people are getting behind them and support them because uh, it does mean a lot. So just want to wish everybody out there uh, a happy Christmas. And I hope 2024 is an even better year for you as well. Absolutely, mate. Perfect. Uh, always good to catch up with you, mate. And uh, yeah, all the best for the new year. And I'm sure we'll be catching up soon. Thanks, mate. Top, top, man. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.